Hello, crackheads. You're listening to Paranormal Cracktivity. My name's Justin. And again, I'm Drake. And welcome back. Welcome How are you doing, back. Drake? How am I doing? I'm definitely doing. I feel like I say that a lot. I mean, it's the truth, you know? I'm definitely doing. Truth. Not doing bad. Um, wouldn't go as far to say that I'm doing good, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just chilling, riding the wave. How about you, Justin? How are you? Um, I kind of feel a similar way right now. I'm just kind of chilling, kind of working things out, um, making some plans, trying to at least. But uh, it's kind of hard to stay motivated these days. It is. It is. It's currently raining right now in Charleston. Mm, here too. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which may- For reference... I'm sorry, for reference for our listeners, I'm not in Northern California anymore. I'm not anymore. <laughs> I'm in Northern South Carolina, so He's a it makes a little bit more sense. Luckily, I'm not in Northern California, by the way. If you haven't heard about the devastation in California, we're, um, we're all thinking of, thinking of the people out there and hoping that you guys stay safe, and yeah. What happened? There's uh, massive like storms and flooding all along the coast of California. Mm. Dang, I'm sorry to yeah, hear that. Yeah, but I, I hear that things are starting to let up a little bit, hopefully, and um, you know, Wonderful. California will endure. Yeah. Well, I just want to apologize for missing a week. Life just happens sometimes, you know. Oh, yeah, we know. Life just happens sometimes. Life happens sometimes, and you just got to sometimes take life by the ponytails and <laughs> drag her sometimes. <laughs> but That's we're back, say. and we're better than ever. <laughs> we're going to get you some episodes, and we're just going to have some fun. Not really fun. That's all there is to it. Because Justin has a case today, and I don't think Justin's case is going to be fun. <laughs> You're wrong about that because we are doing a topsy turvy thing. I am covering a more paranormal episode this week, and it is the Island of the Dolls. Island of the Dolls? That sounds scary. It is kind of scary. <laughs> island of the Dolls. I can't wait to get into it. Have you ever it. heard of it before? Um, I've heard of islands, I've heard of dolls, never Island of the Dolls. <laughs> well, you're going to be in for a treat. Let me tell you what. Okay. I mean, I'm excited. <laughs> Let's jump right in, actually. I'm really intrigued. Let's just jump right in. Ooh, okay. I'm excited. Let's do it. So our story takes place in a borough of Mexico City called Xochimilco. And as always, we're going to have a quick history lesson about the area. And so according to the legend, according to legend, the Aztec people wandered for a hundred years seeking a sign from the gods, and this sign was an eagle perched on a prickly pear cactus eating a snake. They finally saw the sign on a small island in the south of Lake Texcoco in Mexico Valley, and here they built the ancient city of Tenochtitlan. Which, and so just south of Lake Texcoco is Lake Xochimilco, and Xochimilco translates to flower field in the Aztec language, and that's because this area is where they built chinampas. Chinampas are agricultural plots that were invented by the Aztec Empire 
about a thousand years ago. Using reeds and stakes, they would make a fence underwater and then pile up plant materials and soil behind the fence until an artificial island was made, which was rich with nutrients and well irrigated by the lake, so it was perfect for farming. So they created an island within the lake? Yeah, exactly. So okay. basically, they, they built their empire on this... I'm sorry. They built their uh, the city of Tenochtitlan on this island in, late, in Lake Techcoco, and just south was... Uh, Lake Xochimilco, and that's where they built these artificial islands to grow their crops. And so now, instead of being a lake, it's more of like canals that are just connecting these islands. Does that make sense? It does. Cool. So, another activity that the Aztecs practiced, which was mentioned in a lot of the sources that I looked at, was ritual human sacrifices. Cool. And, yes. So this fact, like I said, it gets mentioned a lot because it's, like, spooky. And it is true that the Aztec people practiced human sacrifices, and I'm sure that it may have had a negative impact on the energy in the canals, but the reality is that most civilizations have at some point practiced human sacrifice, and the portrayal of Aztec sacrificial rituals was wildly exaggerated by the conquistadors. Shocker. White people. And that leads me into the next part, unfortunately. Because it wouldn't be a history segment without some radical white colonialism. Of course. Yes. As we all know, the Spanish conquistadors were a bunch of shit stains. So in 1521, during the Battle of Tenochtitlan, which concluded the Spanish conquest of the Aztec Empire, it is estimated that between 100,000 and 240,000 Aztec people were killed. And afterwards, as many as 40,000 bodies were dumped into the canals or piled up around the city. (sighs) Of course, there was a lot more to this war, but I'm just going to move on because, yeah. Um, But in the interest of sharing more information about the Aztec culture, I will be putting a link to a really great video in the show notes for y'all. So one last piece of history knowledge is that this borough... Uh, and Xochimilco itself was ravaged during the Mexican Revolution in 1911. And it's also thought that bodies from the rampage were dumped into the canals at this time. And allegedly many locals recognize a bad energy about the canals because of this. So there's a lot of dark history behind the area, as you can see. I can uh, You know, the little bit I have heard, I could, I could infer that there'd be some dark dark energy yeah right well with that let's move on to the legend of isla de las muñecas it starts with a man named don julian santana barrera according to the story one day don julian decided to leave his wife and family so he got on a boat and rode down the canal looking for a vacant chinampa where he could be alone and grow his vegetables as one does one morning He was chilling on his chinampa, playing some guitar for the mermaids, again, as one does, when suddenly he sees a girl floating down the canal, caught in the current and crying for help. Don Julian tries desperately to save the girl, but by the time he pulls her out of the water, she's drowned. In the spot where she died, he placed a white cross. According to his nephew, Rogelio. In the morning, Julian started seeing ghosts and one day woke up and found all his crops had died. 
He tried many things to improve his crops, but he couldn't because the spirit damaged it. He became more and more scared. According to the legend, Julian also started seeing shadows and hearing cries, which he attributed to a sorrowful spirit. And this is when Don Julian started to collect dolls. One version of the story is that shortly after the girl drowned, a doll came floating up from the canal. And to appease the spirit, he nailed it to his wall, as one does. Believing this to have been successful, he started collecting as many dolls as he could, which is confirmed by locals in the area. Rogelio, his great-nephew, believes that Julian was actually collecting these dolls to scare away the soul of the drowned girl and other spirits that he believed were haunting him. A local man named Jose remembers Julian and says that for over 17 years of his life, he collected dolls from trash cans or dumpsters from friends from the channels. The majority have a peculiarity, being ugly dolls, old dolls, burnt dolls, mutilated or deformed. That was the condition. Ugh, gives me the heebies. The first doll, which, as I mentioned, may or may not have floated up from the canal, has a straw hat, which used to have sunflowers on it, and it is still nailed to the wall. And I've seen a few a few videos and pictures of this doll, and at this point, it's like its face is blackened, and it doesn't have arms or legs anymore. So it's, yeah, it's very disturbing. <laughs> um, and in fact, Don, Don Julian was adamant that none of the dolls be moved once he had placed them on the island. So to give you a better visual, there are dolls of all shapes and sizes covering every inch of the island. They're nailed to the walls and ceilings and trees. They're hanging from ropes and wires and clotheslines, and they're lying around all over the ground. Most of them are broken, mutilated, burnt, or degrading, and covered in spiders and spider webs. Question. Who did all yes. that to the dolls? Who, like, made them look bad? Yeah. Or put them up? Like, who I made think them that, look bad? I think that Don Holy, honestly... I think that Don Julian didn't have very much money and he was mostly just like collecting these dolls from the trash and like, from yeah. And so he put them all over the island like to try and appease the spirits or to scare the spirits off. Um, but yeah, I think that they just looked bad because he got them from the trash. Okay, okay. I could vibe with that. Yeah, also the, because they've just been outside for so long. Like the original doll at this point is probably like 50 years old at least. And so it's just like totally... You know, it's gone almost. <laughs> exactly. During his life, Don Julian collected around 1,000 dolls. Of these, only one was named, and this one is said to be his favorite. Her name is Agustinita. She has a turquoise dress, which is now faded, and a flower crown, and the locals believe that she performs miracles. When the Island of the Dolls began to gain popularity as a haunted destination, Julian was happy to welcome travelers and would encourage people to bring dolls when they came to visit, but never to take one. Today, there are about 4,000 dolls on the island, and according to Guinness World Records in 2022, Isla de las Muñecas became home to the world's largest collection of haunted dolls. And this is in Mexico. Yes, this is in Mexico City. 
and that is the legend um that's not the end of the not the end of the episode stick around but that is the story that i was able to piece together from the articles and videos that i found on isla de las muñecas but remember this is a legend so if you decide to do some digging into this you'll certainly find some more um some more things and one more thing that i did for realize that i forgot to mention is that um julian died in 2001 and he died of a heart he officially died of a heart attack but his nephew actually has done multiple interviews and he says that he found his uncle lying face down in the canal in the same spot where the girl died yeah face down in the canal were there any dolls in sight oh yeah all over the place yeah and he also talks about uh, seeing a big fish come away from the body as he walked up. And he thinks that the fish took the soul of Don Julian and that it may have also been the spirit of the girl. So when he says big fish, does he mean like a big fish like a whale or like a big fish like a salmon? Mm, good question. I don't know. He doesn't describe it. Um, there's a lot of different talk of different creatures and I, like, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know if we'll get into this, but like mermaids are a part of the local legend and like people are afraid that the mermaids will like try and take your spirit and they like w- caution people not to caution children, not to like swim in the canals. And then I also watched this one thing where, like, there was a a psychic or something who was talking about a giant giant serpent that lives in the canals, a monster that, like, eats people. Okay. So, yeah, that's the idea. Whatever, maybe maybe a giant serpent mermaid salmon. A serpent mermaid salmon. Fish whale. Fish whale. Exactly. So, <laughs> so like I said, if you decide to dig into this some more, you'll certainly find some a uh, few different accounts. But this is the version that I went with because it's spooky. And speaking of spooky, we're going to move on into the investigations. And I watched three shows, people that did investigations. And I'm mostly just going to hit the highlights for you from them. So, first off was BuzzFeed Unsolved. Really? Yeah, which I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this show. I know Dreek, you like it too, but you don't typically watch paranormal things, so you probably haven't seen any of their investigations. Never, not once. No. Mm. Well, they do a lot of investigations, and they're really interesting. So, <laughs> so Ryan and Shane are the are the guys who are doing the the investigation, and um, and they go to Isla de las Muñecas in the evening and get some footage of the island, including spiders crawling all over the dolls, which is really icky. And they do an interview with Anastasio, who was, who was the, uh, the nephew that I mentioned that found Don Julian. So they do an interview with Anastasio, and he tells them that the dolls move their heads and whisper to each other. No, ma'am. He also... <laughs> no, ma'am. Right? Right? He also says that at night, you can hear the voice of a girl and also the cane that his uncle, Don Julian, used. Like, clacking around, you know? So, are there people living on the island? 
he lives there. Because they got to go. Apparently. Yeah. Well, according to like what I read, I don't know if he actually lives there, but I know he like he's the caretaker. So, <laughs> yeah. So once it gets dark, the crew conducts a paranormal investigation and they show a whole lot more creepy footage of the island at night. This is on YouTube, by the way. If you just search like BuzzFeed Unsolved Island of the Dolls, you'll find it. Before leaving the island, they go into the shed where the original uh, the original doll is. I say shed; it's more like a shack. That's just like a like a yeah, kind of like half a shack. Yeah, and Augustinita is also in there. Just as Ryan is about to approach the original doll, there's a loud thud on the wood boards of the shed, <laughs> and everyone and everyone run, runs out of there. <laughs> And everyone seems like super, super spooked, including Shane. So, I know Shane doesn't really believe in ghosts. So right, right. If it scared Shane, he is definitely the more cynical. But I will say, between the dolls and the spiders, I would be ready to get out of there. Also, <laughs> not not so much the dolls, but more of the spiders for me. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of sp- pretty much every one that I watched, like the the investigators were talking about how the spiders were everywhere. Ugh, gross. I love spiders, but not that many spiders. So the next show that I watched was Expedition X, and I was unfamiliar with this one, but they, let's see. They went to Mexico City and they interviewed someone who had been dared to go to the island and steal a doll and they said that they felt like they were being watched and they saw a shadow on the island and they did not steal a doll how are these people getting to the island i guess by boats yeah every like people around in xochimilco that live there it's kind of like a city now like people that live there travel by boat i can dig it yeah, that would be cool. I would love to travel by boat. I like boats. <laughs> but I don't think I want to be in this place. This seems kind of scary. Oh, no, I'm not a big fan of the whole spiders and dolls. Not a good yeah, combo. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So once the investigators went into the shack, like I mentioned, where the original doll is, one of them, one of the investigators named Jessica said that she started to sense a presence and she felt overwhelmed with sadness and she had to leave. At the same time, one of the cameras malfunctioned like outside, like right before this happened. So it like just stopped working apparently while on full battery and everything. And then in the evening, they set up a few cameras around the island to record. And while they were investigating in the dark, they heard a whisper. And I heard it too, and it was really creepy. And they enhanced the audio afterwards, and it kind of sounded like the word ayudame, which means help me in Spanish. For whatever that's worth. You know, when it comes to EVPs, I know it's hard It's hard to prove things like that. So for whatever you believe, you know, what do you believe? I believe that when it comes to the dead, it's hard to help them. Yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. Ayudame! Ayudame! Did you watch Dora growing up? Oh, yeah, I did. That's all I can think about. That's my girl. Ayudame! Ayudame! Can you say cinco? 
Can you say muñecas? <laughs> Is that did I say that word right? Mm-hmm. Muñecas. I feel like I learned that in Spanish class. Is that mm. coconut water? It is coconut water. I had to take a little sip. Does it taste like water or like coconuts? It tastes like coconut water. <laughs> I got this from Trader Joe's today. It's really good. I've never tried it before from Trader Joe's. I've never tried Trader Joe's before. <laughs> <laughs> you really you really should. I know it's like it's super crowded all the time, but they have really cheap food. It's like basically like Aldi. Really? I need to figure out what I'm going to do because the way my refrigerator is looking. Mm. <laughs> you have to get a garden. Justin. Oh, yeah. You can't eat things <laughs> from the earth. When do I have time for a garden? <laughs> I'm in the process oh, yeah, of quitting right one of my jobs too. right now. Oh, dang. Maybe you should. If I ha- Maybe I could get you a lemon tree or something. That would be cool. Yeah. A lemon tree. Der Lindenbaum. Okay. <laughs> um, where, where where was I? Okay. <clears throat> so then later on, Jessica goes back into the original shack to conduct a solo session, which means she went into the shack alone and sat there for half an hour. And during the session, they recorded the lanterns that she brought into the shack suddenly getting super bright right after she tries to communicate with the spirits. It was kind of crazy. She's just like immediately, I can't remember what she said. It was like, hello, like, is anybody there or something like that? And then the lights just went to like full blast on her. And then she asked, she asked the spirits to turn the brightness back down and they like flashed dim and then went back to full blast again. So yeah, (laughs) not cute. Not cute at all. So they removed the lights and brought in a different lantern (laughs) okay so next next she says that she can hear a tapping on the wall behind her and the video captures a shadow moving along the wall when she's like she's completely still but there's a shadow moving on the wall behind her it's so creepy and then one of the dolls that's hanging from the ceiling starts to sway which could have just been the wind but it was the only one that was swaying so they made note of it Okay, last thing before she left the shack, she says that she heard one of the dolls speak. No, ma'am. And say, Mama. No, ma'am. Mm. I am not your mother. Yeah. Ugh. And after that, they left and went back to shore. <laughs> I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have stayed that long. Yeah, right. Same. Okay, so the next one that I have is pretty long um, because because they got a lot of stuff (laughs) and i might skip over a few of the things that i had put in here but i might i don't know we'll see so this is from ghost adventures woohoo ghost adventures i used to eat that show up when i was younger no for real i was gonna say say something because this show is like really new to me and i know that like a lot of people really like to watch this when they were younger but i did not because i was terrified enough of real people (laughs) Because I would watch like NCIS. <laughs> no, I wasn't afraid of so, people. Yeah. I was afraid of things that people could do. Yeah, yeah, right. I feel you. 
I never dip I dip my toe into the paranormal stuff when I was that young. Oh, I loved ghost adventures when I was younger. Tell me. Oh, Tell awesome. me more. Awesome. Well, maybe you've seen this one then. So this honestly, like I said, this episode was crazy. Like I so many times during watching this, I got full body chills. Ugh. Okay, so in this episode, Zach and Aaron go to the Island of the Dolls to conduct a paranormal investigation. Before going to the island, they chatted with a few locals in Mexico City, and then they head out on the canals. One interesting thing that they brought up in the episode is the legend of La Llorona. Have you heard of La Llorona? No. No. So... I've heard of La Llorona just because I listen to podcasts and things, but this is a popular legend that definitely deserves its own episode, so maybe later on we'll come back to this. But most versions of the story involve a woman who drowns her children and then herself. Very sad. I've heard that before. Yeah. Well, so there you go. The story is told every year at an outdoor theater in Xochimilco. So... They went to visit this outdoor theater and, like, talk to people there. And so another thing that they did is they brought with them to Mexico City another famous haunted doll named Harold. No. Do you know Harold? <laughs> Immediately, no. <laughs> I know a Harold, but I don't know the Harold you're talking about. You don't know the Harold. Well, I don't know him. I don't know him personally, and I don't want to. Um, that there are some other great podcasts that you can listen to who have covered Harold. I'm not sure if we will ever do that because I don't need any bad luck or health problems in my life. So, let's see. I could use a little bit of bad luck. No, mm-hmm. I can't actually. Well, there we go. Maybe it'll be from Dreek. <laughs> We'll see what the future has in store for us. Wink's eye. (laughs) So, let's see. Oh, yeah. So, Zach owns this doll. And he brought it with him to see how the spirits on the island would interact with the spirits in the doll. Yeah. And this is when I was saying, like, they went... They went, uh, well, so they went to the island during the day and they had an interview with Anastasio, the nephew, and then they went back to Mexico City to meet with a psychic who told them a bunch of spooky stuff about Harold. Obviously, she was like, This doll has five spirits in it. And she was like, If you guys mess with it or if you're not careful, you'll like get problems with your hands. It was really weird, things like that. And then, um, she was also talking more about Don Julian and saying that she was like communicating with his spirit and she was talking about the mermaids and about the like how you should be cautious of the mermaids also which is a local legend that apparently she didn't have any prior knowledge of so that was kind of weird but yeah then they left and they loaded up they they load up the boat and they went back to the island with Harold of course to do their investigation at night immediately as soon as they get there they start to get spooked and like they don't even want to get off the boat but once they do they start walking around and they hear a noise and it kind of sounds like some cans falling over so they go to check it out and they show on the video a small area 
with like a little unlit fire pit and there's chairs around it and things like that. So they walk away and they're exploring another place on the island and then all of a sudden they look back and in the distance they see a fire just like randomly nobody else is on the island but Zach and Aaron and then they turn around and there's a fire and they walk back over and they walk right back over to the same fire pit that they had just showed and it was lit like fully lit yeah it was like I don't know I can't like how do you explain that I Unless there's someone on the island that no one knows about. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Which is also not my cup of tea. Oh, totally. If somebody else was on that, that would make me even more scared, honestly. Like I said. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, Dreek. So they get their night vision gear and they go into the same shack where the original doll is. And Zach brings Harold, the doll, in a bag, and he puts it on the ground. And he's just about to open the bag, and he looks at Aaron, and he's like, are you ready? And then all of a sudden, there's a noise, like a loud noise, and it sounds like a cat meowing. And then there's a horrific animatronic crying slash laughing noise coming from one of the dolls that's nailed to the wall. Oh my gosh, it was so scary. It was so scary. It sounded first like there were cats, like, I don't know, like a cat or two, like, yelping, and then clawing away, and then this doll just starts, like, screaming. And it's the scariest thing, and you can't tell where it's coming from. It's definitely a no for me on the screaming doll. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, this is one of those moments I had like full I had chills. <laughs> I did this research at night, obviously. <laughs> so <laughs> so they call the other team. So they call the other team, which is still on the boat. And they're like, we just saw a cat run by. <laughs> so there was a cat, apparently. And they also catch on audio a really weird high-pitched noise that's coming from somewhere on the canal that everybody can hear. And then right after that, they heard what sounded like a scream, which they thought came from the island. Okay, again, no, absolutely not. If like whether it's a spirit or a person, just like absolutely not. So next, they go to another hut where Don Julian was said to have lived. And inside the hut, Zach places an EMF reader. And the EMF reader is like inside of a doll. No, ma'am. <laughs> why would you? Why? <laughs> you're, you're looking for trouble. <laughs> to make, I don't know. To disguise it or to make it more comfortable? I don't know. So they're using another special camera to record while they're trying to like talk and get a a reading from the emf reader and so they bring a local man with them named pedro who apparently used to be friends with don julian and when he attempts to contact the spirit they capture on camera a black mass moving really quickly on camera that's like coming kind of like out of the shrine and toward the door and like away and like out of the shack it was really weird. It's like really hard to explain. The only way to that I could think to explain it was like a black blob or a black mass. 
An orb. No. An orb. Yeah. No, I think. Well, yeah. It was like moving. It could have been like an orb that was moving so quickly, like it just like blurred across the screen. You know. I feel like orbs are white, actually. Well, unless it was a bad orb. Unless it no. You remember, of course, Harold the doll is there, so <laughs> this might be part of the reason why they got so That's much. That's Lucifer. So much stuff. I mean, for real. So, I'm sorry. We we respect you, Harold. So they bring out, <laughs> R.I.P. They bring out the spirit box. And do you know what a spirit box is? I feel like I've heard it before. Not really sure what it is. I'm not a I'm not a professional paranormal investigator. Surprise. So I'm not gonna explain it very well. But it's kind of like this thing that taps into radio frequencies, and it makes this like sound that's really annoying. And then they try to talk to it, and like voices will come over over the box. Does that make sense? Yes, that does. So Zach tries to communicate with Don Julian with through the spirit box, and they don't get anything for a while. But then Pedro starts to talk, and they really quickly pick up a voice on the box, and Pedro says that it's the voice of Don Julian. So yeah, and then. Okay, and then what is he doing? The go rest in peace. <clears throat> I I know, right? I know you would hope so. Leave people alone. I yeah, I mean, unless that's the spirit like took him, so he had to stay there or something. That would suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my gosh. So they showed another video from a special camera. Um. And it was just kind of like black and white, but on the inside of the hut, there's this spot in the top right of corner, and it moves. And it, like, I don't know how to explain this to you, but it gave me full chills, like my whole body, because part of the image like starts to move. It's almost like there's a person there, but there's not anybody there. It's just like the image like starts to warp, like somebody's moving out of the shadows, but nobody's there. And it's the creepiest. I was like seriously spooked. Like seriously. <laughs> I know you're skeptical. You seem skeptical. I'm gonna have to show you this. No, I'm show not you skeptical. Because... It's just more like, really? <laughs> like, dang, that's what we're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. So that was really, really, really wild. So they go back outside and Zach suddenly starts freaking out and he says that he feels a hand going down his back. When you start touching me without my permission. (laughs) Right. And then they play an EVP from a tape recorder at the same time. So he puts it up to a doll right after this happens and there's a sound. It sounds like a man's voice and it's he says the words, I don't like her, stupid. And it was clear as day. Like I was just saying, like with EVPs, like I've never heard an EVP and thought, oh yeah, like that sounds like a voice until this. I was like, those are words. Like out of nothing, somebody just said those words. It was crazy. We're going to need to post that to Instagram. I know. I'm going to have to, I probably can't because of copyright, but... (laughs) It's for educational purposes. 
it's yeah i know i'm hyping this up like crazy but you guys just gotta believe me you just gotta believe me oh my god so i just tried to hit the highlights but this was a wild wild episode they caught so much evidence on camera it was it was insane to me i'm proud of them yeah what do you think what do you think about that what do i think i think that that's definitely a possibility definitely a possibility yeah definitely uh, again possibility. like i said like i said harold was there and so i mean harold was upsetting that the og doll yeah and like he could have been the one that was like saying those words too you know like he could have been doing stuff i would think that harold would like contribute to the like like the the paranormal activity on the island rather than like stir up the paranormal activity you know Mm. because i feel like when yeah because what you're saying is that harold came and things started to go awry as if like the presence of harold made things go awry i was thinking that it it actually was harold like maybe like the spirit maybe some of them were like the spirits on the island but maybe it was just harold who was causing those things to happen oh i could see that Mm-hmm. I can definitely yeah, see that. I, I think it's probably a good mix of both, healthy mix of both. Because I, I mean, I was pretty convinced also by the Expedition X episode that there were some spirits in there. We're just we're just paranormal cracktivitying all the way. We are, <laughs> we are, we are. All right. So I was about to stop here with my research, and then. I came across one more article, and this article was published in the Museos de México y el Mundo in 2004, and it was titled La Isla de las Muñecas. And this article, as far as I can tell, is more close to the real story of Don Julian Santana Barrera. So if you like the mystique of the legend and you want to stay spooked, that's totally understandable, and you don't have to listen to this. But for those of y'all like me who can't stop until they know the truth, uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna read this part too. Do you want to? Well, do you want to hear it, Drake? Absolutely. I'm just kidding. You don't get a choice. It's, it's absolutely. I don't. <laughs> I really don't. So, um, <clears throat> this article was written by a man named Ander Aspiri. I think that's how you pronounce it. And he included primary sources in this article. So I believe him. And I also found him on LinkedIn. And <laughs> that definitely means he's credible. Right, right. And he, he received his master's in museum studies from Universidad Iberoamericana. And today he is a museum subcoordinator at the Centro Cultural Univers- Universitario Tlatelolco. And he's also a visual artist. We Ooh, love an artist. Oh, yes, we love an artist. Snaps. Mm-hmm. So, according to his research, Julian Santana Barrera was born October 22nd, 1921. He's a Libra sun and a Cancer moon. In La Asuncion, which is one of the oldest neighborhoods in Xochimilco. Julian grew vegetables and sold them downtown before, and then he uh, eventually developed a drinking habit. His favorite drink was pulque which is a traditional Aztec alcoholic beverage made from fermented agave sap. Tequila. 
Eventually, he wasn't able to sell enough vegetables, and he started begging for alms and preaching the word of God loudly on the streets, which at this time, it was looked down upon. Um, like, people didn't, didn't look kindly upon this because they believed that only priests should be preaching in public, which, I mean, I guess, yeah. So his neighbors didn't like him, and they started letting him know in not a nice way. And then this is when, without any explanation, apparently, Julian started looking through trash for dolls and taking them home. It wasn't until 1975 that he decided to leave La Asuncion and live on his secluded Chinampa with help from his nephew, Anastasio. Anastasio recounts a conversation with his uncle in which Don Julian says, quote, I'm going to my Chinampa. I'm already bothering this commercial, the commercial houses asking for a pesito for, for my polque. To suffer here, I better suffer there, end quote, which is really sad. Yeah, it does sound sad. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. So in 1991, there was an ecological rescue in Xochimilco, which means I think like people were for like conservation. They were bringing plants and things to the area. And so they went to the Island of the Dolls and that's when it started. And that's when uh, it started to gain popularity as a local legend and the story kind of started to shift. As I mentioned before, Julian welcomed people to the island and encouraged them to bring a doll to leave. On April 17th, 2001, Don Julian told Anastasio that the sirens were calling to him, that they wanted to take his soul, and that he would sing to keep them at bay. Okay, get it, Don Julio. Yeah, right? About an hour later, he was found face down in the canal. The official report states that he died of a heart attack. And regardless of the true story, I think that this island is haunted, and that's my humble onion. It sounds like this island is haunted. I can, yeah. I can, I can get yeah. with the, the, I can get with this island being haunted. I can, I can get with it. Yay! I'm glad you agree with me. I wasn't sure if you were going to be a skeptic or not because I know you don't like consume things like this. Um. Hey, you never know. You are. You never know. You never know. And I don't think necessarily there needs to be like a quote unquote ghost in a place for it to be haunted, you know? Mm, Totally. You know, the energy, energy still linger places. I was just talking to a friend the other day about how like when you deal with traumatic things in your childhood home like the energy from that trauma is still lingering inside of the home so mm-hmm. even if most definitely even if the house doesn't have any ghosts in it i still feel like the house itself is haunted but mm. it depends on how we use the word haunted that's a very good point yeah because um, if you're just saying a, a ghost has to be in a specific location for something to be considered haunted then okay right right but and like considering that <clears throat> that this area meant like meant a lot or different things good and bad to so many people like thousands of years ago all the way up to the present it's not surprising that some of that energy residual energy would be there not surprising at all absolutely and i say sage that place 
Sage it. Oh yeah. Sage. Oh, yeah. Sage it. I'm waiting. Well, to they sage want the business. <laughs> they do want the business. Because now it costs money. Now it costs money to go out there and and do a tour of the island. Um, from from what oh yeah from what I could find actually you know what I have it up right here because I thought that I might get off on this. Um, <laughs> I looked them up on TripAdvisor. So <laughs> word of warning: if you plan on going to the island of the dolls, there are a lot of fakes now, and so fake like, islands. A lot of these, see, it says, yeah, people set up fake islands, fake with like, <clears throat> yeah, to try and try and draw people in. And so what, like, when I, pretty much all of the TripAdvisor, pretty much all of the TripAdvisor reviews <laughs> are, like, people saying that they paid someone, like, $100 for a four-hour boat ride to <laughs> the wrong island. <laughs> so, yeah, beware of that. We're not going. I'm not going. You can go. I'm not. <laughs> because the day I pay somebody $100 to take me to the wrong island... Yeah, right. Yeah. Someone's giving giving me my money back. <laughs> I I have a final fun fact that's not so fun actually. So, Lake Xochimilco is the only native habitat of the species Ambystoma mexicanum, which is commonly known as the axolotl. Mm. The yeah, the I love axolotls. It's like they're so cute. So the Aztec people venerated these amphibians as divine, and the name axolotl actually comes from the Aztec god of fire and lightning, n- named Zolotl. So, unfortunately, as of today, the conservation status of the axolotl is critically endangered. Parts of Xochimilco wetlands are drying up as a result of overdevelopment in Mexico City, This has led to loss of habitat, polluted waters, overfishing, and the introduction of invasive species. If you'd like to get involved in conservation efforts, check the show notes for a link to the Moha AC website, which is a nonprofit partnered with the Xochimilco National Park. And that's all. The legend of the Island of the Dolls. You know what? I I can get with that. I can get jiggy with that. Yeah. I can get jiggy with that. I'm so glad. Oh, yeah. I have to shout out um, And That's Why We Drink, which is one of my absolute favorite podcasts. And I'm sure I'm not I'm pretty sure that this that's where I heard this first was on And That's Why We Drink. M covered it and they did a great job as usual. So you guys should go listen to that. Oh, and also they covered um, Harold the Doll. So if you're interested in learning about Harold the Doll, then um, yeah, that's on that's on there. You should cover Harold the Doll eventually. Maybe I don't. I don't want to be liable for anybody getting in trouble. In trouble, or you know, anybody's bad jubies. It's twenty twenty three. Everyone gets in trouble for everything. Yeah. Speaking of which, did you notice that? I don't even know if I'm gonna leave this in the episode. That uh, your post on Instagram was gone. What? For Pablo Escobar, I opened Instagram like two or three days later, and it was like your post has been removed. <laughs> I know. I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> what did I <laughs> like? I'm trying to think. What did I post that could have like that wasn't on like? I don't know. I I don't know. Was it because they were <laughs> scared? They really took down my post, Justin. I my yeah. feelings are hurt. I know. I know. Right? Kind of crazy. Did they give you a reason why? Um. 
It said something. I think it said, like, your post contained explicit materials. Did I post a dead yeah. body? No. No. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know. I think maybe because it was drug-related or something like that. I'm going to post like, it again. But, like, that's our brand, so you should. <laughs> I'm going to post it again. Crackheads, go, like, our post on Instagram. <laughs> What? Oh yeah, and and check Instagram to see some uh, some haunted dolls. Maybe I should show you some pictures now that we're here. Do you want to see? Absolutely. Um. All right. Can you see them? I want to go. <laughs> oh, all the spider webs and stuff. Oh, those are the trajineras, the boats that they take. And then, oh yeah, this is the cross that he set up at where she she died allegedly. Supposedly, that was horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I'll show you some more pictures later. But that's that's pretty much it. Um, once again, there are many different accounts of the legend of Isla de las Muñecas. So if you live in the Xochimilco area and have some more details, or if you just want to share some local lore, I would love to hear it. And you can send that to paranormalcreactivitypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up at our Instagram at paranormalcreactivitypodcast. That's right. Do it. We don't have a YouTube yet. I'm saying yet. Mm, yeah, no, not yet. Because, oh, we're also hiring someone to do our social media for us. I can pay in brownies and cookies. <laughs> or I can do your laundry for you for a year. I'm really good at laundry. All right. Well, I think that's it for me. Did you have anything else for the crack babies? No, 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 nothing else for the crack babies, except for stay. Cr don't do crack, <laughs> please. Stay crack. <laughs> stay crack free, please. <laughs> stay no, we'll go with that. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Save the axolotls.